Welcome to another episode of Ask Danny. Well, I tell you, over the years, I have been asked thousands of home improvement questions. So each week here on Ask Danny, I'll bring in one of my expert friends and we'll tackle some of your questions, share a few tips, and also tell you a few entertaining stories to help you out with your project. So remember, next time you have a question, Ask Danny. Hey, this week we're talking about chimneys and fireplaces and the importance of making sure they're good and clean and operate properly. With me is uh, Mitchell Lovell, who is a second-generation certified chimney sweep with Coastal Chimney Sweeps. And, Mitchell, I'm telling you, I know that uh, your father, Tommy, has um, taught you the ropes, drug you around countless jobs and everything to make sure oh, that yeah. uh, that you do things right. I'm sure, I'm sure you enjoy it, and you certainly see a lot of situations, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. We see all kinds of stuff. <laughs> So when somebody comes out, I mean, certainly we always recommend that someone does not do this themselves. There's a lot of things that we share with people that are do-it-yourself friendly, and certainly you want to keep your fireplace as clean as possible and use the right wood and that type of thing. But Mm -hmm. when you come out as a professional, um, how do you go about um, evaluating that chimney and the fireplace? First of all, you got to clean it and then make sure that it uh, is operating safely. Oh, yeah, definitely. We... uh... We have a vacuum that we set up, and that's the biggest part of a lot of people that do their own thing in their houses. The soot gets out in their house. Oh, boy. It's big time. <laughs> and it gets all through the air conditioner systems and all that. So we have a specially made vacuum that's a three-stage filter mm-hmm. and a HEPA filter on it. Mm-hmm. So the air coming out of the vacuum is twice as good as what's floating around the house. Oh, wow. So we come in there, and we move everything out of the way so nothing. we don't touch anything. We lay down a drop cloth. And I start cleaning mm-hmm. with the vacuum. So uh-huh. that vacuum catches any small particles that's going to come out of the chimney. Boy, yeah, and I imagine it's amazing when you run those brushes down. Um, because, you know, one of those things, you know, I always recommend people have it cleaned at least once a year. But those years click by pretty quick. Oh, so yeah. I am sure it's amazing how much uh, stuff that mm-hmm. comes out of those chimneys. Oh, yeah. yeah. We get we get anywhere from 5 gallons up to 10 gallons out of big masonry. Oh, wow. And people are just amazed. That didn't come out of mine. Oh, yeah, it did. It came out of there. Now, now what about um, seeing inside there? Do you still use the cameras, or do you, is that oh, something yeah. that you yeah, use? Yeah, we have, we have an inspection system that we can run in, like especially with like prefabs and masonaries, that scans every joint, every connection all the way through it to make sure it's all still connected. I'll tell you what's an amazing process is when you do one of the linings, that um, and I, you, you'll have to describe exactly how it's done because uh, I know it's something that inflates in there, but I just I just can't quite grasp that. Explain what's involved in a typical relining a chimney like that. Oh yeah, so you got like two you got two types like the masonry relinings. It has like a bladder feel that you put down in the masonry and then it kind of blocks off the bottom of it, and then you can pump just a fire brick cement in there, and it fills all the way to the top, and you just kind of let it dry, and then deflate it man then you have a uh, stainless steel reliners mm-hmm. that we use a lot of down here mm-hmm. that's a flex pipe oh, I that, you. you know you can put in a lot of these older homes like in midtown mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have like big offsets and stuff like that mm-hmm. that flex pipe will run that offset and then there's a block off plate at the bottom and at the top hmm. it all just kind of fits together and it's all unreal well, well i tell you you know um i've seen a lot of the old old houses that maybe two or three fireplaces where they used to rely on that for their heat, and it ties into a central system. I bet that is so complicated to really analyze and inspect that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we run into a lot of those that the YF in the middle of them is falling out of them, mm-hmm. especially like these real big homes, like three-story homes in mm-hmm. Midtown. Mm-hmm. And they uh, 
they get they come with their complications. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what can homeowners do? I mean, they hopefully everybody knows that if you go out in your yard and you cut a tree down, it is not ready to burn in the oh, yeah. fireplace. So, what are some general rules that you tell homeowners on preventative maintenance situations? I definitely have have them inspected at least once a year, twice a year, if you're really using them, and uh, make sure your your wood is dry. Mm-hmm. Just the driest wood you can get your hold of, because like you said, they'll have people that'll go down there and they'll just chop a tree down, and then they'll wonder why their house is smoking up. Right, right. You know, you're trying to burn green wood in it, mm-hmm. and that just clogs them up further. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're not doing yourself any problems whatsoever. Sure. Well, speaking of green wood, a different kind of green wood, pressure treated wood. You know, oh, yeah. people will build their deck and they, you know, yep. cut those ends off and go, "Hey, this is." This is perfect for for the fireplace, but oh, yeah. it should not oh, be no. used. Yeah, that's, that's the heat that those that, that puts off is mm-hmm. just horrible for it. And a lot of people like the old school thought is light or not. Right. Everybody right. puts in just a little bit of light or not to get it going. Mm-hmm. And uh, that light or not, it'll clog it up quick. Mm-hmm. And it just the smell of the light or not down here with our humidity is oh, horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and it can get pretty intense. Now, what about, of course, popularity of uh, gas fireplaces? Lots and lots of people have gas oh, yeah. fireplaces, but still, maybe not as frequently, but you still need to have them inspected, I guess. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely have to have those inspected because, you know, the, the embers and the sand, the filter sand that goes into the trays and everything, mm-hmm. that, uh, that'll that burn up eventually to a point to where it's not doing you any good anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the gas lines actually run through the system. They'll clog up. Mm-hmm. With just you know carbon buildup and all that, and mm-hmm. the little especially like on the fancier systems where they'll have like heat sensors, the carbon buildup on those you got to clean those off. Oh, I know. didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, because they'll, they'll get to a point. We come across probably sixty percent of the ones. Oh, they're not lighting. Mm-hmm. We'll come in there, clean them off, clean the little sensor off, and it. Be, Might try to. Huh. Well, also, you know, with um, any fireplace or any chimney, um, you could always have some visitors in there. You oh, can yeah. have have yeah. the birds and so <laughs> forth that get in there and build nests. And certainly, that would be a big problem if you're talking about uh, firing up that gas fireplace for the first time of the year and you have a combustible material up in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'll have a lot of birds, like a lot of in like prefab units, they'll try to build squirrels and birds themselves. They'll try to build on top. Wow. If the screens are broken or anything oh, like that, yeah. and everything will fall down on top of that damper, mm-hmm. and people don't think about it. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, we did one that had eight foot of twigs in it just oh, from a squirrel. Just that's a busy, busy bird in there. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, a, a friend of mine had a had a house, and um, he it was a gas fireplace, and he never did have it inspected because he didn't think it was necessary. Mm-hmm. And, un, and unfortunately, what happened is there was a problem up on the crown of the chimney. Yeah. Now, had you guys looked at it, that's probably where you would just about start in making sure top down that everything oh, yeah. works well. Well, it had a very small leak in it. Mm-hmm. And that leak did not show up inside. It went down inside the chase, yep. landed on top of the firebox, and you know where I'm going with it. it oh, yeah. uh, after about 10 years, it rusted out. Yep. Then they had a fire in the fireplace, and it combusted that chimney chase, yep. which is generally uh, built out of wood. And uh, what a great example of uh, how um, something you know like a simple inspection would have probably prevented that catastrophe. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we catch them all the time, especially on waterfront properties mm-hmm. where people, they buy a house, they don't really think about it. And you look up in there, the crown's rusted out just mm-hmm. because of 
the salt water and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you go in the unit, and the units, the whole throat of the unit, just completely rusted out. Right, right. You know? Those kind of, you know, like the gas grills. I mean, you know, people yep. think gas grills will just last fine. Um, mm-hmm. and just leave them outside. They're made to go outside. Well, not, not, yeah. not, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. if it's going to last a little while. Oh, yeah. So, so such an important part of that. And, uh, you know, we were uh, talking a while back about how we have cleaning and having your chimney inspected in our four seasons of home ownership, but we recommend that you call that once a year um, servicing uh, in the spring or summer. I'm sure it slows down a little bit for you during that time of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're definitely doing more, especially like this time, a mm-hmm. lot of repairs and, you know, animals getting in the chimneys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then come probably end of August, September, we really start ramping up on our cleanings. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, we're in November and we're we book three to four weeks ahead. Right. So yeah. about about the time that you have the problem, uh-huh. you're waiting another almost month to get it yeah. fixed. Well, that cuts in on your hunting time, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> you know. I don't like to work Saturdays, but if I have to, you know. <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, you visiting so many houses over the years, and I'm sure you've seen a lot. And we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, Mitchell has a story you're going to want to hear. Hey, if you have a question about your home or just need a little help with the project, head over to todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Use the form there to send photos, share what you're working on, and ask us any question at all. Okay, so we're talking all about the different aspects of of chimneys and, you know, repairing fireplaces and so forth. And I've seen some real serious situations with settling and the old fireplaces and people use them and use them and use them and and never realize. So it is a good peace of mind when you're talking about having a chimney inspected. And I'm sure that you've seen some things. And tell tell us a story or two of what's uh, what what you found over the years. Oh, yeah. We found uh, we found everything from Owls and snakes and wood ducks in there. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah they Wood ducks love chimneys down here. Uh-huh. So, and, you know, we, we deal with a lot of wildlife stuff, and especially, well, Dad had one uh, very eventful day we had with some raccoons. Oh, boy. <laughs> a while back. Oh, boy. We showed up with them, and uh, usually when they have babies, well, the mama raccoon is very protective, very, yeah. very protective. And so we got in there, and... Usually got to kind of run the mama out while well, dad was on the roof. By the time that I was running the mama out, <laughs> and she, uh, you didn't know he could move that fast. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was quick. He was quick that day. <laughs> All I heard was him yelling, and uh, I ran outside, and old mama was chasing him across the roof. Oh, wow. And uh, about the time that I ran outside, he was jumping off the roof and she was she coming down right after him. Wow. I, we had we ended up running to the truck. <laughs> Just we get us well, I'm sure there's all kinds of things. You never know when you're doing that. And, and that's another thing in having it inspected, having that wire, a simple thing of having the hardware cloth or whatever wire protection you have up mm-hmm. there. Man, that could solve a lot of problems, oh, just yeah. making sure. Yep. And that's the first thing that's going to rust out a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's the first thing. Even in brand new homes, we see that they're just not putting guards up there. Mm-hmm. And it's you get called. We get calls every year. I bet so. I bet so. Another thing that we uh, want, I want to call everybody's attention to is something we talk about a lot during the year. It is something that you, in some cases, you can clean out yourself, but still, some of the dryer vents are a little complicated, and the longer they are, the more prone they are to get clogged up. 
Talk about that a little bit. Fairly simple process, but boy, that's another one that's real important because, heck, there's five or 6,000 fires a year strictly mm-hmm. because of just drier events. So I'm sure you run into some situations that you, you almost have to um, get some dynamite to clear it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of them that run, like, down in the slabs and run 20, 30 feet and mm-hmm. then come up on the other side of the slab. Mm-hmm. And people wonder why it's not drying. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, got five gallons of water sitting in your pipe. Right, yeah. You know, so we got basically got a we got another vacuum for that. We run it down there and suck all the water out. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, people have dogs, mm-hmm. and it, they don't get it clean for years. So right. it turns yeah. into, like, rock, paper, mache. Yeah, yeah. And we have, like, a little tool with little chains on it and you basically got to run it through there and just beat it out of it oh wow before you even clean it yeah i've seen i've seen some especially when you have a, the built up of lint and then a little bit of moisture maybe from the outside because oh, yeah. you know it's notorious for you know lawnmowers or whatever to damage those outside mm-hmm. uh, outlets and of course then all kinds of rodents and bugs and everything can get in there and make a nice little nest oh, so we've had, we've so, had some bad yeah. ones yeah, well, that's good. That's good. So, Mitchell, this has been real good. I know we've shared a lot of good information that homeowners will be able to use. What about that last little tidbit of advice that you might share with our listeners? Definitely the driest wood you could use is the better. Make sure that anybody that you come, like even if it's us or mm-hmm. anybody else, is a certified inspector. Oh, yeah. Because you want to make sure that yeah. it's, everything is connected right mm-hmm. from top to bottom. We we always go in the attics and make sure pipe's connected. We make sure there's no holes, no breaks, mm-hmm. especially with the storms that we have all the time. Mm-hmm. So just make good. sure you use good dry wood and be gentle on those yeah. prefab I'm, units. <laughs> that makes exactly makes good, good sense. So I appreciate you being with us and hope you've been able to uh, get something that you can use around your home. And, of course, you can find out more information by going to todayshomeowner.com slash podcast. Mitchell, thanks again. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ask Danny. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. So I hope you'll take a moment to leave a review and follow this podcast. I also invite you to visit todayshomeowner.com slash ask where you can send me any photos, ask any question, and let me know what topic you would like to hear more about. So remember, next time you have a question, ask Danny.